Now, he's back in Blighty from his thespian triumph in Hawaii. He's fresh, he's fruity, and he's live. Brace yourself for the one and only Mr. Russell Brand. Online, on digital, and on 88 to 91 FM, Russell Brand on Radio 2. You're listening to BBC Radio 2. This is the Russell Brand Show, and he is your host. I am. I didn't choose that song. Uh, the boys are back in town, which is obviously meant to celebrate my return to London. But like, I'm singular. I'm just a boy, unless it's a reference to my That's genitals. Very, very pernickety. <laughs> Perhaps the, are the boys my balls? <laughs> <laughs> the boys are back in town. Because <laughs> I like to think of them being uh, perhaps championed by people in some sort of parade as they make their way back through the streets of London. I am back in London. Nice to be here. I'm very happy and excited. Matt Morgan's opposite me. He's in charge of the buttons. You're right, Matt. Yes, nice to have you uh, in vision again. Yeah, is it? Do you enjoy it? Um, come on. Now, you said that's that nice. when I was in Hawaii, you said you stood all right upright like a praying mantis. But I now did you... used to stand, but now I think it's a bit confrontational, both of us standing either side of a desk. Mm, right. It might look like we're sort of like a couple of Nazi generals pushing troops around on a map. Chesting up to each other. Mm, yeah. Or like sort of two fighting birds, two cockerels, you know. You never know. G's over there as well in the background, already preparing a poem. <laughs> It's, oh, yeah. The, the um, room's been bedecked by Mikey, our producer. It's so ungrateful. You're having a go at the song. Mikey's done a song at the beginning. <laughs> it's like a, the room's like, been bedecked. He said it looked like a sad wedding. It looks like a drab office party, is <laughs> what it looks like. And I, I only noticed that when I sort of went to pour us each a glass of water, like in a sort of a plastic cup. Oh, welcome <laughs> home, dear. The boys are back in town. Yes, well, the boys have got deep vein thrombosis, so I'd rather you didn't trouble them. It's going to be a fantastic show. Later on, well, I don't know, right, should we ring people up? William said to me that I should ring him up, and, uh, you know, Noel Gallagher, he expected to get a phone call. I saw him at Abbey Road Studios when I went to do that thing that I'd done earlier in the week when I'd done that Sergeant Pepper thing. Oh, right. that. If you've been listening to Radio 2, uh, you'll have heard that I'd just done a cover of When I'm 64. Now, it was, uh, what, uh, what did David Arnold, the David Arnold was a brilliant composer, what done the music for that, and yeah. uh, he's, it's been truncated. They made it shorter, right? Now, it's, I think... Well, they do that with all of them, don't they? Do they? They, they, play them, they don't play them at length. Don't they? No. The right. version I heard wasn't yours, it was a, it was a woman singing. <laughs> <laughs> that that uh, Anthony and the Johnson style <laughs> vocal was provided by me. It's weird for me to do something a bit serious, do you yeah. know what I mean? It makes me feel a little bit shy. But, you know, ridicule me if you must, oh, Matt. Oh, no, I'm not. Because I've got countless emails here saying you look like the men dressed up as women from the Bounty Kitchen Roll commercial, which was something that was mentioned last week. Gee, you can have a pop as well if you like, because there's emails here telling you to rhyme things. I don't think you'll be able to manage it. All all these, oh, well. <laughs> it, 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 geez, geez, adopted a kind of quite sort of quietly confrontational stance there. Yeah. Sat with his legs spread. Hey, listen. So because we're actually live, we're actually in London. If you want, you know, come down here, turn up. <laughs> the, the, we'll let you in. The security guard, like sort of downstairs, he'll be out here this now. Like he wasn't, he weren't, he was nice actually. But I've like, I've, I've since I've come back from Hawaii, I've not been doing me air. In the, like, because you're in Hawaii, you can't be bothered. You're like, off duty. You look yeah. off duty now. Yeah, you can't be bothered to put eye makeup on, spray your hair up. If it just seems faintly ridiculous, to no. tell you the truth. But then I, I wonder if I'll morph back into dressing like that quite soon. Do you think I will? No, I think you look better like this. But it'll just be more normal. Yeah. Hmm. Thing is, though, like I like to, through every possible facet of my being, make a statement. 
you know, perhaps if I just start... What about I th- people I who've got... I think with the recent singing I heard, if you feminise yourself anymore with eye makeup and stuff... There's a danger that I'll get pregnant. Yeah. Well, uh, what I think, Matt, is, like, people that get tattoos on their faces, what is our position on them? Are we for them or against them? It depends what the tattoo is. A teardrop or a spider web around the eye. People sometimes tattoo beards. They tattoo Ew. a beard on No one tattoos a beard. They do. No one tattoos a beard. No People one's ever done, done it. it. Who are they? You've no evidence. Google it. <laughs> I'm not wasting my time with putting tattooed beards <laughs> into a computer. Oh, I'm, I'm too God. busy. What's that? You're back. <laughs> Is that because you saw me cupping myself? Why do you touch yourself? Here's an extra little treat. Uh, come on. <laughs> right, OK, it's going to be a farty whiz bang of a show. We've got lots of things to talk about about last week's show. Right, um, remember I said, I told you, someone sent me an email because of a shark Jesus being born, like a shark's been born, it's a, it's give birth, virgin birth to a shark, other little baby shark come out of it, I ain't had sh- sex with a dead shark. So that shark is the Christ shark we put forward last week. Well, only now have we received this email. Yeah, it's got sodden to the desk. That was a really unpleasant experience. <laughs> yeah. Some of the water from when I was pouring a drink for all of us at our drab office do <laughs> a little bit <laughs> earlier. Some of it's got onto the desk and it's like this, this welded, this bit of paper, all sodden to the desk. Dear Russell, Matthew and G, says Graham McCary from Paisley in Scotland, I was enthralled as you were by that tale of the immaculately conceived shark messiah and feel moved to suggest that he, she, it should be named Jawsers. Love the show. And uh, I continue to download that podcast. Warmest regards, says Graham McCary. Jawsers, that's a good pun. Why? And I mentioned I it to Matt earlier, he was against it. I think it's, it's quite funny, but you were like, it was mind-blowing. <laughs> Jawsers, why didn't you think of that? I was angry that you didn't think of it, because I was having to do the work of setting up the idea, oh, a virgin birth, it's a If I'd have said Messiah. that, you'd have gone, oh. No, I wouldn't, mate. I'd have gone, well done, congratulations. What about John Cleese? That's the best thing you've ever done. What, John <laughs> Cleese saying that no pun can ever be funny ever under yeah. any circumstances. Hmm, fair enough. But it's just so perfect because Jaws is the most uh, uh, strongly affiliated word to the shark world and Jaws us sounds enough like Jesus. The sun, mate, they'd bite your arm off for that. And so would Jaws us. Then he'd make you grow a new one because he is the king, the king of the sharks. Hey, so listen, what are we going to do? Put a record on. Yeah, London Calling. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, let's keep up this sort of celebratory mood. It feels weird because I'm sort of a bit jet-lagged and I've been sort of London a few days now and, like, you know, I'm underdressed for it. Perhaps I'll start writing well, on the Well, don't drag us all down. <laughs> let's stay upbeat and, uh, yeah, listen to London Call. Give us a ring if you want to. Hold on. Here's some details. Right, you can give us a call on 0500 288 291 if you want to talk to us about mm, your most intimate business, really. I demand to know all your affairs. How do you feel? What were you thinking? Why did you do it? Get a grip. Or you can text us on 88. I didn't say the number, did I? Well, if you really cared, you'd work out. It's 0500 288 291. Give us a ring on that. Or you can text 88 291. Or, oh yeah, 88 291, yeah. We should have noticed that decades ago, shouldn't we? I did, on the first day. No, you never. Carry on. Why ain't there a prize fund? Let's have a prize fund. <laughs> it ring us, you might win a prize. <laughs> and that prize will be a little bit of the old dignity. Or you can email russell.brand at bbc.co.uk. Later on, we might ring up Williams, ring up Noel Gallagher. Mikey, where's our bloody Cocoa Pops? Last week, we spent about an hour discussing Cocoa Pops, and they pledged to give us enough Cocoa Pops to start our own empire, should we so choose. I don't know what... The, you know, only that would be the currency, I suppose. It would help with the economic aspect. From a military perspective, Cocoa Pops are redundant. They even ch- turn the blood field chocolatey up. I don't know, Battlefield. Hey, let's listen to uh, London Calling, then, uh, you know, you give us a ring, we'll talk about our feelings. Hooray! 
Clash, you're listening to Russell Brand on Radio 2. James Brown tattooed his eyebrows, says Monica in High Wycombe. Right. And that what good did it do lot. him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah? So it's dangerous. Welcome back, old Russ, says Aaron. May you enjoy the ape image that comes up when you Google tattoo beard. Aaron, I wonder what it is. It'll be some sort of course it's rude. The way that boy's mind works. Dear Russell, Matt and Mr. G, I work for a bank looking after rich customers and big business customers. I would like to offer help with the revolution. I could acquire funds to help fund the revolution, or I could help bring down the corporation from win within. Love Caroline. Yeah, all right. Yeah, good. Good. We'll have them funds. I'd like to buy them. a big house in Hampstead. Why why are you start going on about a big house <laughs> in Hampstead all of a sudden? Why has that suddenly become pertinent in your daft little so brain box? Uh, the tour of the brand palace. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like my glorious mansion? It's tiring walking around it. <laughs> I like it there in my mansion. It's good. After the revolution, I'll give the mansion back. You can't have a mansion in the revolution, unless lots of other people live there as well. You've got to let everyone. You just open your doors. Scruffy anarchists might wee in the stairwells. That's what worries me about the revolution. I still, I think after the revolution, I don't want people to just carry on like jobs. You know, mm. we'll be dignified and that. There just won't be money and we'll work less hours and robots will do all our jobs. And there'll be a lot more hours your father. I like the way there's lots of different levels to it. What, my house? This yoga floor. Yeah. It's a bit like a crystal maze, but sort of <laughs> upwards. <laughs> it's like a, a, a crystal lighthouse, yeah. is what it's like. Yeah, it is. It's all right, though, it's isn't good, it? Yeah. Well, you was criticising me a bit while you were walking around it, because you saw my arrangement of novelty items on a <laughs> kitchen that? shelf and attacked it. a bag it. lady had <laughs> done one shelf. <laughs> bit of Lynn done that shelf. Lynn, the housekeeper, looks after me. So... What about your chairs? Rabbit ears, chairs. Yeah, they, I've got these chairs right. Thing is, is that where I've come into money a little later in life, I, I, I'm, I'm <laughs> vulgar. Tragic, does that sound? <laughs> I come into some money, I, I fell on some good fortune. A, a benefactor <laughs> took pity on me. So I don't much know how, I don't know how to, like, I remember when I moved into my last house, there was a duvet on the bed from the last person. Well, I just, when it was night time, I just got in bed <laughs> and went to sleep in that. It was only when so a person pointed out, your duvet's all, I goes, where'd you get it? I goes, it was just, it was here when I moved in. They goes, don't do that. You know what I mean? I, I remember it took me a long while to adjust to the idea of things like having to buy salt. You think, I ain't buying salt. That's, have you ever had to buy some salt? Well, of course. Well, there you are. <laughs> Just, uh, is it right? Is it <laughs> to buy salt? Tell you what, after, salt. after revolution, salt. salt will be give out free of charge, like Romans. I bet someone now is sending us an email going, In the Roman days, salt was used as money, and that's why you say celery. <laughs> <laughs> Dear, right, oh yeah, all right, you there, Caroline. Yes, we do accept your offer to corruptly nick money off of your rich customers. I saw, a, I think, I don't know where I got this from, might be that Nick Leeson story, might be some other thing, but like, you know, by nicking just fractions of pennies, a bank worker was able to amass a huge fortune. Now that bank worker gnaws it all up and just spunked it. This bank worker, I don't think it's rude like that, I don't think it is. I mean the verb. <laughs> Let's not go on about it. Um, so, but like, I think you could just nick fractions of pennies, Caroline, and we'd be like, no, I'll never know. Mm. You know, well, when I was little, right, when my mum complained about financial problems, I was wanting to just sell the car for a million pounds. I thought that was a solution. <laughs> but she just said it. Was, How little were you? It well, <laughs> it was a Datsun. Oh, worth yeah. <laughs> a lot of money. Collector's it, items. Also, I thought, why don't I just ask everyone in the world to send me a pound? I'll have loads of money then. But, you know, I was never able to put this plan into practice, obviously. This revolution is not going to be funded very well. 
Well, not unless Caroline pulls her finger out, lazy cow. Right, Amanda, age 20. Rush, just tuning into your show. Loving it already. I'm gra glad to have you back in England where you can be famous again and you get back on track with the revolution. I'm right behind you on that front. Love you and your ball bags. <laughs> Sounds rather blunt in that context when it's not because whenever I mention ball bags, it's just sort of in an abstract, surreal way. This is a, a direct reference to my testicles. Um, and I'll be seeing you in Peterborough. You certainly will. Uh, welcome back to Blighty, says Melissa. Uh, hope you're doing okay, blah, blah, blah. I agree that Matt does look like the woman stroke man of the bounty advert. Made me laugh last week. How do you know it wasn't him in disguise? Another person said that you look like a badly drawn boy. Oh, yeah. A skinny, skinnier. Nope, it's an oafish, boorish version <laughs> of badly drawn boys. This, this attack on me. It's no. radio. I shouldn't be judging me on my looks. That's true. Nor should anyone be judging anyone else on their hey, looks. Yeah, good Right, point, yeah? Buffy. If you're going out and judging people on their looks, you might want to look at yourself and judge yourself, but only don't because you're included because you're a person too. Dear Russell, says Sandra, oh my God, I'm glad to hear you're back in town. Britain has been missing you. Glad you're back. What was the first thing you did when you got back? Well, I... I... Could imagine what you did. What do you reckon I've done? Reading the paper today. Waste <laughs> <laughs> any time, did you? No, I didn't muck about, mate. Because out there in Hawaii, where you're not famous, oh god, you know, it's I'm like, I'm like a prize fighter. What's like squandered his gift, but like I don't know, by being in a circus or something. Then when he has to go and have a proper brawl again, he don't know how to do it. Because uh, like you know, it's, if you're not famous, boy, you know, if you're not famous, as like, you know, most people ain't. Otherwise, <laughs> what would be the point of being famous? Well, as you know, actually. as you know, Matthew, I, I, I've seen the way you live, and it appalls me. Uh, yeah, like uh, I've sort of forgot how to chat people up properly, you know, because of the one of the uh, benefits of being on the telly and everything meant that. Oh, right, because out there. But when you came home, how did you get the? You know, how did you? What get out your father in Hawaii? Hmm. Just. What do you mean? <laughs> A gentleman. No, I mean, when you came back, how did the the story in the sun? How did that come about? Well, I chatted up girls again, didn't I? I went back to... How did you perform the page three girls, just like that? <laughs> I just marched through the streets with my top off, <laughs> singing in a, in a gentle, weak voice <laughs> until, until they're summoned. <laughs> <laughs> Don't criticise me. David Arnold's one of the best composers in this country. He I said know, he got a good pitch. Did he? Yes, he did. Said something like that <laughs> as he uh, hurled a bottle of Jameson's to the wall, <laughs> marched into the street weeping. No, he said I'd done a good job. No, there. It, was, it was in tune. It's good. In tune. What That's do you want? You I'm a comedian. For, really. That's all you better ask for. Why don't you blow that bloody thing you got pursed between your lips? <laughs> there you go. There's, there's the triumphant that. sound of return. There. Uh, just heard a clip of you doing When I'm 64, says Joanne. It sounded lovely. Very Marilyn Monroe-esque. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Happy birthday, Mr. Brown. <laughs> yeah. I do naturally tend to cut myself while doing Could you sing in a low voice? Did you, like, have a conversation? He said, I'll try it. You he, know, goes, sort of... he goes, he goes, that... When I'm 64, the original version, it's done all jaunty. When Will you still be sending me a Valentine? Like, the answer to all those questions is, yes, of course you will. He goes, what you want to do that like is if you're sat depressed in a room with the curtains drawn and uh, your fame has waned, your hair is thinned and uh, you're on the precipice of death. Do it like that. And then I've still right. done it a little bit upbeat. Remember, it's been truncated. Are you playing it? I can well, see you're offering your hand. Well, it makes sense. You're offering your hand. Hand, doesn't it? 
I suppose so. It's been Stick it on, yeah. Go on, put it on, Matthew. Is this the one that's just been on the show just now, or is I, it the? It's a four minutes. So this is the four whole, minutes. The whole thing, yeah. Right. Okay. Now this is a first. All right. Now then, this is old Russ doing <laughs> taking himself a bit seriously. But bear in mind, I'm with one of the best pianists in the world, this David, who I don't know his surname, and the best composer in the world, David Arnold. Have a listen to it. <laughs> I still fuck it. Oh my god! Whoa! It's a it had to happen eventually. Right, sorry for swearing on the BBC. That's a serious apology. Apologise for my language. Right, but now let's move from that into the glorious world of me singing this record. Let's have a listen to it. <laughs> Point of view 
you can take the mickey out of me, but David Arnold's a brilliant man, so you can't take the mickey out of his work. I'm not. I think he sounds good. Give me a big moment. When I'm sixty. I wouldn't cry. <laughs> oh. There it goes. Sitting there in a yellowing wedding dress. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a sort of male Mrs. Feversham. Um, I think that, uh, yeah, it makes me feel a little bit shy because it's being sort of all serious and that. But it'll laden with pathos. Though, the first it? serious thing you've had to do publicly. I've never had to do anything serious before, except when I apologised for saying <laughs> the, the first bit of the F word a moment ago. Yeah. So uh, that was, that, there's me doing that thing. Now, I think if demand gets high enough for that to be released as a single... <laughs> you could do a whole album of those. Well, me sort of making jaunty upbeat songs. Just dragging songs. a song out. <laughs> nine minute epic. Yeah, I think uh, uh, I'd rather have a bowl of cocoa pops. <laughs> I'd bit... rather have a bowl of cocoa pops. <laughs> <laughs> <Some> chocolatey. <laughs> oh, they're hauntingly chocolatey, though, aren't they? The, the old cocoa pops. So, yeah, there we are. It's jolly That's very brave. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> Don't say it's like brave. Very brave. <laughs> give him the heart of gold. Give me a Pride of Britain award. Hand <laughs> it over. So, hold on, we've got some more letters than that. But, right. Dear Russell, Matt, Nibsy and G, but Mr. Nibs is meant to be the servant of this show. I think in a, like an ill-plotted surprise, he's about to come and trooping through this door. <laughs> Mikey, go and get him then if he's here, if he's waiting about the place. I don't know. I, I wonder if he's going to burst it in or sort of triumphant and joyful. You'd be nice to me. Hero worships you. A hero that worships boy. you, that head. Come and then. You all right? <laughs> <laughs> you all right? Is that what you've mustered up? He's wearing his hat that I gave him. Come and give us a little cuddle then. It's right. Mr. Nibs. He's the servant of this show. Right. Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Are you all right? Yeah, you're wearing, come closer to the mic, darling. You're wearing your original hat that I gave you, I yeah, noticed. Yeah, NTV in December last year, wasn't it? Yes, it, it was. What have you been doing? You look s sort of slightly tanned. Um, I don't know, I just catch a sun. I've been to Costasdale, North Wales. <laughs> really? Yeah. You've, you've the look of an inexpensive rent boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, well, thank you very much for turning up. Go, Matt, has anyone gone to get us any food yet? I think that's all in the works. That oh, okay, well, pipeline. you can stay in that case for a little bit longer. <laughs> oh, no, thank you. It's nice to see it's you. It's good to see you, Nibs. You ain't done any tasks. You were supposed to go to, um, like, Las Ramblas, Barcelona, and retrieve that hamster, wasn't he? Well, that was a bit stupid. How was he ever going to find it? Well, I just think send him out there. He'd get another one, wouldn't he? Like, which Off is... you go! Go and do a mission of some kind. We'll think of a mission for oh, you, okay. Sonny Jim, by the next few minutes. Dear Russell, Matt Nibsey is here now, and G, this person looks relegated. G, a talented poet beyond Mr Nibsey, who to date's chief talent appears to be wearing a hat. <laughs> this is from Poppy, aged 13 in Berry. I hope you have a good time. had a good time in a way. I found out this week that from September onwards it will be illegal to sell chocolate in schools. Good, because sweets is drugs for children. I was thinking of chaining me and my best friend to our be uh, beloved vending machine and wearing a sandwich board that says Russell Brand's Revolution, support it. But that would be hard to do. Have you got any ideas how to spread the word the revolution? Well, really, <clears throat> just don't 
don't respect the indoctrination process that's taking place in your school, secretly bear in mind that really they're not trying to educate you but make you conform to being part of a unit rather than a free individual. But don't have no chocolate out of vending machine because that's, you know, you shouldn't even be in your school in the first place, dear. P.S. Matt, you don't look like the men in the bounty advert. You look hot on the webcam. How come Thank that you. webcam's facing you? Where is that there's webcam? There's one there and there's one there. Right. Let's move that one. Mr. Nibs, would you turn that, because like, you can see the direction of it, beam that at my head as if you were a Ghostbuster and I was the ghost of John Belushi Slimer, as we now know. Right, well done. Mm, still a bit past me, isn't it? Go on, a little bit more. No, not that way, darling. Little it's... princess, you know. <laughs> right, okay, so, uh, yeah, if you've got any emails, should we get someone on, on the line? Let's talk yeah. to a human being. Right, until then, should we just, we'll listen, what are we going to listen to? Can I just actually? say on the bounty yeah. thing, I've looked at it and there is one that looks a bit like me. Yeah, exactly like you. Like, the, to the point where when I first read the first person pointing it out, it sent a shudder of glee. You make me anorexic. You said I look like two chubby people. Listen, there's nothing wrong with being a chubby. I like chubby people, chubby Thanks. girls. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, dear Russell and Matt says, Tony, I was just listening to your last podcast when you were talking about your sexy dancing. Matt joked that Barry Chuckle was directing your film. But after Googling Barry Chuckle, it appears that it would have a more filthier flick with his involvement. The Sun ran a story exposing Barry as a sleazy rat trying to bed the mum of two young fans. The starstruck mum received emails from him wanting to lick and caress her. Mind you, the poor fella did have a bad month with his brother Paul getting all bashed up and after falling off his bike while in Greece. Some British tourists stopped at the accident, but instead of helping him out, they shouted out, the Chuckle <laughs> Brothers catch race to me, to you, while he lay on the floor or wounded. True, surely. How do they know so much about the Chuckle Brothers? This is Tony, mate. Tony's named all his sources. You can really? look, yeah, he's got all his sources here. He's very professional, and he's like he sent us the the articles as well. If you you know if you're interested, Blimey. yeah. So there we are. These and also this is all in the sun. You know, there's so. loads of chuckle brothers, aren't there? What you mean? There's Only more two chuckles. Got famous, but there's loads of loads like, of other chuckles just loads. out there, yeah. like running shops, yeah. assassins. Politicians. Politician chuckles. Probably. They're out there living their lives. Right, Matthew, what are we going to listen to, mate? R.E.M., shiny happy people. This is for your sister, My is little it? sister, yep. Which, which little one, Sarah, is it? Yes. This is for Sarah Morgan. God knows you've suffered enough that time you pooed on her tape recorder. No, it's my other oh, Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> shiny happy people, dirty <laughs> grubby tape recorder. Let's listen to R.E.M. People are in. This is Russell Brand on Radio 2. That's quite a good song, but was it breathy or feminine enough? Wasn't be the really, <laughs> not nearly, in my view. Dear Russ says, Craig, I like your song. It sounds like you're going to start laughing at any point. You should do an old album. It says, uh, please help out with... Uh, oh, it goes, he's going to help us with the revolution. Thanks, Craig, for your help. Don't do anything reckless, for God's sake. David Wright says, my singing is quality. 
That's not my words, Matthew, but the words of <laughs> David Wright. Uh, Tom Turner says, all right, Russ, nice to have you back. You shouldn't sing like someone's got a handful of your balls. Well, you know, that would be very nice if they could muster that much up. I, old Russ, says Julio in Liverpool, just want to say I thought that Nana Moon did a great <laughs> rendition of When I'm 64. I didn't hear you on there. Were you playing the piano? Only messing. Good job. Thank you, Julio. That's very nice. When I'm 64, of course. <laughs> Elfie, <laughs> look up me naughty, Elfie. <laughs> Hi, Russell says, Ben, your When I'm 64 cover sounds like it was sang by Emma Thompson, the actress. I don't think she can sing either. Did you cry a little bit while singing it? Love it. I did nearly cry. Cause I did started think Yeah, I did, actually. Could you hear yourself then back in the head? <laughs> You're a very cruel, calculating <laughs> bounty <laughs> tranny, ain't you? Oh, no, that's offensive, sorry. So, like, um, what I did uh, find out, right, is that, yeah, because I was thinking about the lyrics to when I'm 64, mm. when I get older, losing my hair many years, will you still be sending me a Vantai? Like, made me feel sad. And think, made me think, like, no. No, no one will. <laughs> Don't get that many now. <laughs> well, you know. Russell, just heard you singing your ditty. It was fantastic. So that's all sort of some quite nice stuff. How did they decide who sings what? I think what they done is they got a barrel filled in <laughs> with the names of preposterous upstarts. Um, I, th- no, I think it's because of Leslie Douglas at Radio 2 wanted me to do it, because the, the rest of them you'll notice are people that do singing as a job. Uh, this is right here. Now, we talked last week briefly about Pe- PETA doing a poll for sexiest vegetarian. Yes. As you know, if you're a listener to this show, if I get any kind of opportunity for credit or attention i fall upon awards, it though, awards though awards oh awards that's my lifeblood i can't get enough awards you, you offer me an award i'll have it uh well i want this award right but i'm behind judge john deed now we tried to destroy judge john deed's reputation by accusing him of among other things having sex with the carcasses <laughs> of animals that he has attacked and killed. So, uh, hopefully, I've moved up. Mikey, our producer, is pleased as punch, because he reckons he's found he's got the voice of the lottery, national lottery balls. He goes, oh, I've got the voice of the national lottery balls. Uh, he's going to come out and do an announcement of your position in the in the sexy vegetarian poll. All pleased with himself. Like, so, what with him sticking up a few banners and finding He's the... doing his best. <laughs> An ungrateful man. <laughs> encourage him is that yeah. yeah all right let's encourage him he'll still be sending <clears throat> you a valentine when you're 64 he will i reckon be, won't he yeah i reckon he'll be nudging it across the floor of the old folks <laughs> home with his cane poor of us dwindling <laughs> away into the abyss together 64 ain't even that old anymore is it because not really because getting old is being extended isn't it that's how you know you and i can hold our heads up high you know, behaving the way we do. Well, we don't behave like how... When you, your dad was your age, you probably had about four kids. My dad yeah. had at least me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well on the way to being a child, it's I was. weird, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, right, and they were like proper adults. We're still we're cardigans. We are carrying on like twerps, living our lives. Dear Russ, I tried to vote for you, says Simone, in the sexy veggie poll on PETA after I found out it existed. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, can't you preempt the existence of things while listening to your last podcast when, to my horror, I found out that you are not an option. It works by selecting a celebrity from a long list, but unfortunately you ain't on it. I'm sure it's just a mistake and I can't find you. Could you help us? I'd love to you to win. I'm sure you'd like to win. Maybe you're too. not allowed to, because c- you won last time. You're not allowed What, to- I'm like the reigning champion? Yeah. I want to win it again. Well, that's I'll stupid. You can't just be there for years. I can, mate. I won't let go of this. Not without a fight. I don't care how much blood is spilt. So hang on, I'll hang be on. the sexiest vegetarian. Why don't what? you go, like, you've, you've proved yourself the vegetarian. Mm, yeah. What do you mean, retire? 
No, no, no. You've proved the vegetarian part of it. Yeah. Why not go for more sexy stuff? What, like? Sexiest a what? bra made of veg. <laughs> Parade around. <laughs> what, just like, yeah, where sort of like a, a tofu appendage, a series of them yeah. swinging from my midriff. Why not? What, just be, yeah, all right. Because what's Judge John Dee done to be sexy? Nothing, as far as I can see, mate. He's resting on his laurels. And what's he done to be vegetarian? Having it all for all them carcasses. Kicking that panda about. <laughs> Kicking a panda. <laughs> Already an endangered... Mr. Nibs, you look right forlorn and depressed. Like, if you could see the face of this boy, downcast eyes. <laughs> looks all right. And he's took his hat off. Why have you took your hat off? Got to wear the headphones. Childish. Yeah. Ridiculous and childish. <laughs> In last week's show, says Deborah, you said you intent on ruining the reputation of Martin Shaw, Judge John Deed. However, I think you've yet another rival, Petter, have asked Paris Hilton to be a spokesperson. What? Have you had such a request? I haven't had no requests. I ain't had no requests. Uh, the current, uh, as the current sexist vegetarian, you should not stand for it. She has done nothing and deserves such an honour, while you devote so much time and effort to maintaining your beauty and avoiding me. I've, of course, voted for you and hope to be rewarded when the revolution comes. You certainly shall be rewarded. I would like to be a spokesman for because they're hardcore and they're quite serious about their yeah, vegetarianism. So, yeah. Do they do that campaign? Well, uh, can we talk to someone from Pet and Mikey? Look at Mikey or Bafford. They're on the phone now. M Mikey no. talking through a series of baffled mimes. All right then. Okay, well we might talk to someone from Petter in a second. I went for the, to the Petter website. Get says Ellen uh, to vote for you to be the sexiest vegetarian. Your name isn't there. I voted for Morrissey instead. Yeah, that would be fine, wouldn't it? Plus, I do have a very nice bra that I don't really wear anymore, as the underwire cuts into my breastbone. Would you like it instead? I'd hate it going to West. Just because you were going on about people sending you bras. I like being sent bras, but I don't want one that cuts into someone's breastbone. That sounds like it's been in service for quite a long time. It's worked. It's Probably toiled. Probably a bit grey. Yeah, grey, world-weary, bedraggled <laughs> bra. Sick of carrying knockers around. <laughs> I could do without seeing another one. Um, no, I don't know. Send it if you like. We'll make a collage. We'll do something with it. Why not? Okay, uh, have, we got, have we got a collage or are we going to listen to a record? What, pet a person? All right, we've got someone on the phone. I don't know who it is, though. Hello? Hello? Are you a spokesperson for Petter? I am. Hello. Hello. What, what's your name? Yvonne. Hello, Yvonne. Hiya. Uh, I, I'm Russell. Thank, Hello. Thanks for thanks for ringing us up. So, um, yeah, what's going on with this sexy vegetarian poll then? Well, as a result of your smear campaign, smear Martin Shaw. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm a whistleblower. <laughs> <laughs> People need to know about Shaw carrying well, on with carcasses. Well, his vote plummeted. Did it? Well, yeah, he's in fourth place now. Good. <laughs> um, third place is yeah. Morrissey. Good. And there's been a bit of a battle between first and second place. Yes, yes. Come uh, on, Currently in second place, it's you. <laughs> Who's first? Toby Maguire. Toby Maguire? Spider-Man. Who's sprays grey spores <laughs> into the world, impregnating people with his demon seed. <laughs> Toby Maguire didn't even know he was a vegetarian. Yes. Really? Yeah, and we have asked you to do something for us. We want you to do a naked ad. A what? 
Oh God! Please. <laughs> uh, naked, you say? What? All nude? What? 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 what, what well, what we could have something maybe strategically placed, like some vegetables or a something grape. like that. You're <laughs> very amusing. Um, yeah, I'd. Uh, all right. What's what? Some vegetables? I don't yeah, like the idea you of that. Like. Because then people might think, oh, even the elephant man had perfectly formed genitals. <laughs> I don't want a cauliflower in Just front of me. That's the wrong like message. That. Yeah, as long as it's an aesthetically pleasing bit of vegetable. Well, yeah, it's just that, I mean, I'm always doing photo shoots with people like, you know, Pamela Anderson and Sadie Frost and Jamelia, and it would be really nice to get a guy naked for once. All right. I'm sort of intrigued by mm -hmm. this. The narcissism is attractive, of course, but we're going to have to discuss at length, Yvonne. <laughs> Uh, and I use that word deliberately. What a smother... And those Mayday photos, don't judge me on them! Don't judge <laughs> well, me on the Mayday photos, that was a grim, grim, drugged-up time. We actually have lettuce bikinis that we often have girls wear at demos and stuff like that, so you could squeeze into one of them. A what bikini? Lettuce, lettuce bikinis. Hmm, lettuce bikini, eh? Bang yeah. on. You're, she's suggesting you've got breasts. Song. I'll dress up in a lettuce bikini if it's what I have to do to win this prize. Away Follow out a piece of sweet corn. Wear it like a little hat on you, will it? <laughs> <laughs> Matthew, I'd need a jack-o'-lantern. <laughs> or a Halloween. All right, I'm up for it, um, Yvonne. Brilliant. Can he sing as well when he's naked? He can do anything. We can have a naked shoot. Everyone can be naked there. Yeah, all right. Nice naked shoot, you say. Now, since I'm making this pledge, whereas I've just heard that Toby Maguire <laughs> is even now pursuing a fox, and it's not even a country fox, it's a little urban fox in a waistcoat. Toby Maguire's chasing it. He's doing his own nude campaign, erect through the streets, trying to have it off of a fox. A well-practiced act for Maguire. So, um, yeah, but that should help me go up the old charts now that Judge John Deed's dropping away there people know the truth and that girl obviously she went to the US website when she tried to vote for you oh. you weren't on there before but um, you are now because we actually had complaints from your fans in America quite so you've right. been added yeah. so you're on peter.org.uk and okay. also peter.org if okay. people want to multiple are votes. there vegetarian sexy polls anywhere else in the world <laughs> because I want to be considered why well, can Toby Maguire be in both yeah what's Toby Maguire doing in both well what you, you see what we have is we have who the do American I have to have it off poll, with to get Maguire's treatment European one because basically last year you won so I European didn't get anything for that incidentally Yvonne sorry what was that I didn't get nothing <laughs> where's you my, did where's in my... fact it was the lovely Karen Chisholm whose name you so admired last week oh yes what'd she give me she sent you a certificate and lots of t-shirts. I didn't get those. We sent them to BBC Radio 6. Right. I didn't get a single thing. Nothing. I didn't, did I, Matt? You'd remember. I I'd, be, I'd have been parading around in it, wouldn't I? You've around your house when I went round there. <laughs> it would send you all sorts. They do. Tributes, they are. Keep my spirits up. People know I'm vulnerable. They've ever heard me singing. <laughs> Listen, um, yeah, all right. Can I, can I, uh, all right, I'll do that thing. Because uh, on a more serious note, I'm right into the vegetarianism. I'm very pro-animal rights. I'll, you know, let them do what they like. That's my <laughs> motto. So, uh, yeah, I'll do some posing in the nude. We've got to make sure I look ever so nice, though. You will. Right. You've done a naked photo before, haven't you? When was that? Oh, yeah, that Christine. That was, a, yeah, that looked a bit odd, didn't it? That, mm -hmm. what, that, um, Christine Keeler. Yeah, that was a mistake, I think, because like, I used someone who was doing a bit of a daft expression. Yeah, listen, Yvonne, there's got to be some element of humour to this, by which and I don't really expose my genitals. <laughs> I what, what I want is, yeah, is to look a bit like, yeah, butch and like I'm having a laugh, right? You look like a greengrocer. Like a greengrocer. A naked greengrocer, shouting. Well, I saw the picture that was in the sun and you look very butch in that, so. 
Oh, what, when I had a bikini on? Yes. Yeah, all right. You even well, made that look butch. Thank you very much. That's, you know, something to be said for the old pheromones. Don't roll your <laughs> eyes, Matt Morgan. All right, then, Yvonne. Well, thank you. Now that we've got this contest all nice and rigged, I'll look forward to seeing you at the shoot. Yeah, I know. Lovely. All, all of you. Well, you know, if you, you might want to do uh, an annex shoot for a bounty kitchen <laughs> towels, we've got the very fella. All right, my love, thank okay. you very much for your time. Bye. Bye-bye, Bye. dear. Right, go and vote for us on that She's thing. not from Petter. She's Damn. getting you round her garage. <laughs> I don't, to tell you the truth, Matt, I don't mind. She called it Peter. She did call it Everyone Peter, else calls it she? Peter. Yeah, we're carrying on with Petter. We can't be influenced by yeah. her just because she's its spokesperson. We'll just do what we... Bally well like, so as we shall. All right, what are you doing? You're hovering. What are you thinking of playing? The Stooges down on the street. All right. Go on then, stick it on. Listen to the Russell Brand Show on Radio 2. Vote for me to win that vegetarian thing. If you're listening to this in Meriki, vote for me there, because I want to be the sexiest vegetarian there as well. Don't really matter, really, does it? You know, all, mm. one day we'll all be dead. But, you know, while we're alive, let's get lots of lovely awards. Uh, on your podcast, says B. Ah, oh, Brian D. He just signed himself off as B. That's enigmatic, isn't it? People do that. They just say B. But maybe if you know someone... All right, yeah, love fair, R, yeah. love M, you know, fine. I was listening to your podcast on the internet, it's really funny, says this person. I love your work, etc., etc. Anyways, last podcast you mentioned a lady locking doors from a cow on the road. Yeah, we talked yeah. about some bloke, he was nervous, like his girlfriend was nervous that a cow would get into their car and she pressed the central locking <laughs> like a cow, if it was going to get a car, would reach for the handle with its oof. Uh, well, I hate to say it, cows are dangerous animals, said Brian. Remember, they are 400 pounds of muscle. <laughs> Says that as if, like, he thinks cows are sexy. Yeah. Oh, you're 400 pounds of muscle. Look at you. You literally are a beefcake. <laughs> Put this old bra on. <laughs> Might cut into your breastbone a bit. As a young boy, I worked on a farm. I was helping bring in the cows. As a small boy, why does he keep going on about how small he was? <laughs> oh, uh, as a small boy, when the cow turned and charged me and ran me over. Oh. Luckily, I was unharmed, save for a few scratches and a small scar I've had down my leg ever since. Keep up the good work, Brian. <laughs> Brian, thank you for informing us of some of the dangers of cows. Hi, Russell, says Angie. I was just wondering whether you've ever licked a peach. I licked one the other day. It feels weird and similar to licking a dead mouse. I love your show. Oh, God. I reckon you've got to be the best thing on radio right now. Um, thanks, Angie. I've not... I've, yeah, maybe I have licked a peach, actually. Well, if you eat one, you sort of feel it. You sort of lick it a bit, don't yeah. you? Yeah. Sometimes you think, mm -hmm, And I'll dead mice? A lick. I've not ever licked a dead mouse. We used to do puppet shows with them. <gasps> no! Pets <laughs> Oh, God! Oh, dear. Hold on a minute. What's that you used to do? Go to a pet shop and get a load of animal corpses. Right. Now, remember, that was art. What I done art, there? Actually. You were helping. I was involved. <laughs> <laughs> we was raising awareness, is what we were doing. Raising the old awareness right up, nice and tight, about the horrors of dead mice. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh <my> God! <laughs> Look, I didn't kill those mice. They were already dead in the pet shop. All I did, instead of those mice being eaten by a python, <laughs> they would be the stars, posthumous stars of a puppet show, which raised a lot of important points about the nature of death. Now, why don't we go? You're going to have to give pets some more. 
Yeah, more stuff Petter, than I'll just do what mood. You like. Yeah, I'll do. <laughs> I'm going to end up doing a porn film for them. I'll end up doing a Petter snuff movie by the end of this. Right. Okay. So it's now Andrea Simmons. Thank you for that lovely welcome back from Andrea Simmons at the beginning of the show. I'm enormously grateful for that. You lovely woman. Uh, time now. Oh, don't we know we used to always try and get Andrea Simmons to sneak a word into the news because we go, oh, oh, she said a word that we set up. Andrea, I wonder if you could sneak into the news, uh, Toby Maguire eats leather biscuits. Uh, from 88 to 91 FM, this is Radio 2 from the BBs. The Jellicott News Now, this is Andrea Simmons. Online, on digital, and on 88 to 91 FM. BBC Radio 2. Russell Brand. Kinky up front! Before that was the newsy poos. That would be Mondays. Russell Brand, Radio 2. So, uh, there's a few things we've got to iron out. Firstly, uh, there's been some gifts bought to the studio. Very kindly, someone's bought some gifts here for me and you know perhaps all of us to share let's not make any assumptions right there'll be nothing for me you'll get something perhaps when you start doing a little more breathy balladeering people <laughs> will appreciate you now this is true because of uh, bbc regulations these gifts can't be bought up here because they're wrapped and it could because of terrorist they threat. have to be x-rayed normally it could be x-rayed right but we ain't got x-ray and we certainly ain't got time to wait now if only we had some dispensable member <laughs> of our team someone we could send down there to open those presence and in a nightmare scenario if it was a bomb it wouldn't matter that much <laughs> mr oh. nibs in his little pink hat mr nibs would you mind we've got a job for you yeah okay i'm up for it oh, oh. we could have said almost anything to him then uh, right what I, what I reckon mr nibs is he should go down to the street with a mobile phone go out in the road like a dog, and unwrap those <laughs> presents, uh, but not with your hands, with your bare feet. No, no pocket anything. <laughs> no sniping, no snaffling away my gifts. Um, yeah, go, would you mind awfully? Because we must remember, Matthew, not to, uh, because otherwise people might go, oh, you bully that lad, and it encourages bullying. Bullying's right out of order. Was you bullied at school, Matthew? A little bit. Was it because you looked a little bit like you should be starring in an advert for kitchen towels? I was, of course, bullied at school with, with my ridiculous personality. So actual bullying would be wrong. But to Mr Nibs, who as far as I can see don't have any rights, it don't really matter much, does His it? His speech is going to sound awful if he does get blown up. Well, yeah, that is true. Try not, if this, if there is a bomb in there, just don't embarrass me. Put the red wire to the blue wire. Red to the blue, it's always red to the blue. It's got me out of a fix. <laughs> Whenever there's a bomb threat, it's red to the blue, then get, hightail it out of there. Right, so go down there, unwrap it, well, before you unwrap it, call us up, because if there were to be, you know, I'd like to hear it. So, uh, <laughs> it might be interesting. So just pop downstairs, Mr Nibs. You, Mr Nibs, before you go, say something, uh, do you consent to this act? Yeah. I've got right. no choice, I really. Huh? I've got no choice, really. You I? have got choice. You have your own free will. Take okay. Matt's pass there. So, so get you back you in, should you survive. Should you survive? <laughs> if you do get blown up, could you toss that pass to one side, because they're very difficult thing. to replace. Yeah. Okay. Takes Don't... over a week. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> tiresome. You have to use a temporary one. So go on then, pop down there. Here's a good fella. There he goes. God bless that boy. All right. Lions left by donkeys. <laughs> <laughs> look at him. He's brave, isn't he? He's doing that for us. Oh, look at him shuffling oh, off. He's got one of those little robots they use to defuse bombs. 
Yeah, Slightly more low-tech. Yeah, and cheaper to replace. Because it would be annoying every time one did get blown up. You go, oh, I like that robot. I don't think they can be blown up, those robots. They're indestructible. They just probably tinker with it a bit and rewire it. Yeah, they just tinker. They just tinker. Hello, Russell, Matt, Mr. Nibs and Mr. G, says L Louise Jane. Love the show. Just emailing you to tell you I was the girl who came up to you at the airport. I'd just come back from New York. I saw you and said hi about ten times. However, you ignored me. Might be because I'm a midget. I wonder you if she changed. actually is a midget or if she's been... I don't know. You wouldn't ignore a midget. No, I wouldn't. Or anyone. And you just carried on with your ways. I would like to know why this is. Uh, I didn't mean to ignore you. I just, like, we'll... Uh, let's headphones on? I might have had my headphones on. Yep. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I can't imagine why I would ignore anyone, I, particularly when I just got back at a free throw, craving fame, like a desperate little fame golem junkie, just trying to cram a bit of attention into myself. Yeah, she's left her phone number. I'll ring her up and apologise to her. Mikey's got a party hat on to uh, enhance the, the depressing nature <laughs> of our grim celebration. Hey, Rusty and team... Says, uh, right, there's um, this fella, Richard Coombe, has sent me a lot of emails, Matthew, about um, there's some swans, there's a family of swans. He works at a university, as far as I can work out, right? Mm. And uh, there's a family of swans that live on the lake there. There's, what's happened is, is the mum and dad swan have had, what, last year they had a signet, it's grown up, it's a, an adolescent swan now. Right. Then they've had some more baby swans come out of them this year. Now they can't be bothered with the teenage one, it's wandering about, it's become a bit difficult. He's updating me with this saga quite a lot, right? It's worrying him. Look, he sort of said, look, this in exile, this swan... Uh, I've just come back from the shop. He was kicking about in the grass. I got back to my room. The daddy swan was sitting between him and the lake, ensuring he didn't pass. Should I interfere? That's what he seems to want to no. know. Just let nature take its course. Has it, has it turned into a swan, or is it still a little... He's sent thing? pictures. He's taken it very seriously, and I think we should help him. Look, then there's an update. Just thought I'd update you on the swan situation. Nothing's improved. The teenage swan's beak has dried out, and the daddy swan is not relenting. He won't let him in the lock or stroke lake. I'm really worried about the teenage swan. I thought I'd enclose some pictures. One of teenage swan begging for food, and one just of me in my pants. <laughs> Only doesn't include <laughs> a picture of him in his pants. And one of the daddy swan. Hang on a minute. So the daddy swan... Yeah. I'll take your terminology. This is no, Richard you... Coombs' terminology. Well, he said daddy swan. Yes, he did. I'm worried about him. The dad yeah. won't let the teenage son back in the water and his beak's dried out. Yeah, well, it's his own son, do you see? But remember when you're an adolescent and you don't get on your parents anymore? I think this is a brilliant allegory for that. But he doesn't want him to die. Why does he let his beak dry out? <laughs> oh, you poor fella. Yeah, I don't know why don't he's done it. Don't you have a go at me? Well, you I brought this up as if it's really important. I'm I just going with it. <laughs> I think it is important for the swan. Look, let's can we ring him up as well? And that girl that's worried that I ignored her at the airport. Well, Mr Nibs has got to do it. He's out. Oh, Mr Nibs is on the line now. He's right. Right, OK, Mr Nibs, our bomb expert, <laughs> is down in the street unwrapping a pre Mr Nibs, hello? Hello, I'm just about to go down on the lift. What are you ringing what me about that for? That's not an update, you idiot. Ring us when you're down now. Okay, Stay on the line and just fade him down. Fade him out. Fade You'll him. never hear him again. <laughs> I'm no... Do you know, I'm beginning to hope that there is an explosive device in there, not to make light of explosive devices, of course, actual ones. Um, yeah, it would be bad if you did get blown up, I suppose. We'd have an egg all over our face. I bet the first thing you'd think is, someone tried to kill me. <laughs> oh, they must have really cared. <laughs> <laughs> to make such an effort. Yes, we've got to bring up that Richard Coombe about his swan dilemma, because I think it's bad what? that's happening mm. to that swan. What? Why are you... Why well, you, you can't want... interfere with the animal kingdom, you can you? You can't, can you? The Queen owns them all as well, of course, so... Oh, mm. I can hear his lift! He's in the lift still. 
Turn, Mr. Nibs, put oh. your phone down. Mr. Nibs, <laughs> can you hear the doors, doors closing? The door of opportunity for that boy to have a career in radio. It's the only real door that's closing. Um, you're in the street now. You're, oh, he's, oh, <laughs> All right, you're in the street. Have you got the yeah. presents? Yeah, I got them. Right, what, do yeah. they, what sort of shape are they? There's, there's two presents. Are, there's, what, do mm. they smell? Is there oily patches on them? Are there oily there's patches? Are they ticking? Are there any that are claimed to be sent from a Mr. Wild E. Coyote? <laughs> What are they like? Are you unwrapping them? Yeah, I'm unwrapping them. I uh, just... Two seconds. I'm with the phone in hand. What are you doing? Right, OK. What is it? Right, it's um, a little thing for it, for your Someone's cat. Someone's beeping. I can hear a ticking. Got... Run! What's it say? What, it's something for a cat, is it? Uh, this gift would... Um, I can't understand this writing. Oh, dear. Oh, God. Why right. did we trust this What is the object? This could either... Um, serve your purposes or could be used to... Is this something to perverse? Something Morrissey. Morrissey's new deluxe penthouse suite. Who's that? New deluxe penthouse Morrissey suite. Are you making um, friends now? Who's that you're with? Why didn't he mention Nick. he's with a person? What's uh, going on? Way, good luck. Uh, what is the object? From, uh, what? Kirsten Shrimp. He came off. He's out of his mind. He's bad radio. What's he talking about? How many squares read the card first? He didn't yeah. say what the object was. He should have described the object. Even if it had been a bomb, he'd have gone, right, um, well, from the looks of this, <laughs> it's Semtex. I'm <laughs> flying through the air. There's my leg. Oh, <laughs> there's debris. Right, OK, so, um, well, we need to find out about that swan man, and we also need to find out about that... When he's girl. open, though, he should bring all the stuff up and we'll look at it. Yeah, he's yeah, He's clearly he's... no expert. Luke, f friend of the show, just said, who would I save from death, Morrissey, my cat, or... Matt Morgan. Well, uh, it'd be interesting to see Matt in a situation where he's facing death, because I'd just wonder how he'd react. I'd be very Stoic? Stoic. Stoic, would you be, in Chin the face up. of death? Yeah. Why would I be in a situation facing death with I your cat? Know. Yeah, it'd be odd, wouldn't it? What, they like the two of you are a crime-fighting duo, and I've got to step in. You haven't said that you've saved me over your cat. Well, I'm worried about the cat. I mean, you know, he's very loyal, the cat. <laughs> and I've spent a lot of money. Also, every time I go to the vet, it's 500 quid. I've invested what? a lot of money. He costs a bomb to send Did a cat. Did you send him Harley Street <laughs> to your normal doctor? <laughs> that I went to once. Yeah. Never you... fully recovered from the financial shock. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lovely little trip to the doctors for you. All covered. Running on a treadmill. Like Ivan Drago in <laughs> Rocky IV. <laughs> Running around you, more machine than man, weren't you? By the time you came back, <laughs> silly sausage. Right, okay. This uh, this well, place music. I, I know. Don't think I ain't noticed that I've not put. I played. There's been no Morrissey played in this radio show. If I don't hear Piccadilly Polare soon, <laughs> I don't know Can what. Can you put I'll some do. in? Yeah. No, there is nothing here. Well, don't let it worry you. We'll and I see the bitches back you've got there in the playlist, Elton John. Is that some sort of dig? Is that one of your snide <laughs> remarks? Go on, put that on then. Put Elton put John the on. bitches back? Yeah, stick it on. Why not? Cheer us up. Okay. Might do. That's Elton John, bitches back. Um... <laughs> and pertinently, Mr. Nibs has just arrived back. M Mr. Nibs, what have you got there? Come on then, show us this stuff. Okay, um... Talking to microphone, bless your heart. Sling us the gifts. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, it's a sham. Right, so it's That's a sort of plaque that says, not 
Oh, oh, I see. Not not done shagging. It says not done shagging, and it's a picture of Morrissey. And I suppose it's a suggestion that what to name my house. And this is from Sheila, Kristen, and Trish. Thank you very much for these lovely gifts. That's very kind of you. Oh, Turn Nipsey. your phone off, Nibs. Why have you got your phone on, Mr. Nibs? What's wrong with you? Look at him baffled. Thank you very much for those gifts. Um, it's beginning to think that a bomb would have been a blessing now. Um, and what, what have we got here? Some chocolate. chocolate. Delicious chocolate. Why are they open? That's open. There's not a bomb in a chocolate box. You idiot. What? Now people know your weakness. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a bit of that. Mmm, nice. Thank you. Is that a liqueur? Dog's chocolates. Um, <laughs> have some chocolates. Right. Hold on. So we've got this gentleman on the phone who's been observing a swan soap opera unfolding around his life. His name is Richard. We've told you about it. There's a family of swans. They've rejected an adolescent swan in favour of a new couple of signets that they've had this year. Richard, hello. Hello. We sound a bit downbeat. What's up? Uh, I don't feel downbeat. Well, you sound downbeat. <laughs> oh, I'm very sorry. You've got to convey him on. Where are you from, mate? Sorry? Where are you from? Edinburgh. Where and where is this all this swan drama taking uh, it's place? It's a what university just outside Edinburgh. I see. Yeah. What are you up to in that university? I'm just I'm studying. Oh really? You're a student. Yeah. yeah. And you've just yeah. been looking like what you're doing some homework or something. And you look out the window and you see this stuff going on with these swans. Yeah, well I stay right next to the lake and uh, one of my friends. Told what me are you doing? You sound like you're up to something, <laughs> mate. You sound like you're up to no good. Uh, no, no, oh, the elegant neck of the swan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, just the swan's been banished from the lake, you know, I'm a bit worried about him. You're worried about this swan because... Yeah, yeah. his feathers are all dried out and his beak's dried out. What? You, I've, get involved. Yeah. Go down there, pick him up, put him in the lake. Get well, I hope the swans can break your arm with their wings. That's just oh. a old wives' tale, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's old wives' tale, that. Get down there, grab it. Right, run up. Don't arm it. Grab it, though. And then put it in the water and, like, sort of just point an accusatory finger at the father swan. As if to say, like, you know, He's just very, try um, the father swan's very butch and aggressive. Yeah, don't be intimidated by swans because, like, you think about it, swan lake, they're elegant creatures. <laughs> they're, they're not aggressive. Well, I mean, they are, they hiss, they do that hissing. By that monkey story last week, though, the monkey cake thing. Yeah, right. That might, go, that might go wrong. That's true. If you do get involved in the, the animal kingdom's business, particularly with matters of hierarchy, and it seems that this is a hierarchical matter, that, you know, that father swan now sees his own son as a threat in a kind of Oedipal yeah. dilemma. It's a swan Oedipus drama. What are you studying at university, mate? I'm doing maths. You're doing maths? Yeah. Right, well, we can't use that. I mean, no. look, I think what you've got to do, mate, I mean, perhaps you should involve the Royal Society for Protection of Birds or something like that. Cause well, I thought by then, like, he's sort of grown up, so I thought he might have flown away to another place, you know? He's... And left his little brothers to grow up here, but... He's not ready. No. He's kind of like, I think he's perhaps he's a, the swan equivalent of, like, Matt Morgan. Probably. Just sort of lingering, unwilling to enter the adult <laughs> yeah, world. A perpetual toddler. Richard. Yeah. Con I think att attempt to get involved right now and then ring us back and see tell us what <laughs> happened. It's dark and it's raining. Don't be, listen, if you're going to be an ornithological John the Baptist, then you're going to have to bite the, you're going to have to take a few risks. We will call you back, Richard, but only on the proviso that you pledge here and now to wade out there, <laughs> right, do it, 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 with, with confidence and 
prong that swan straight back into the water. I'll go, I'll go and have a look where he is. All right, but I'll tell you what, mate, yeah. we need to take some... I, I, I'd be prepared, to, you've got to prepare to get into the lake yourself with the swan um, clamped to you. Right. <laughs> All right, Richard. I'll talk to you later, mate. All right. Bye, then. I think what it is is perhaps his student loan or something. He just sounds upset, doesn't he? He's, why would you contact someone with all this information? Then when they phone you, sound like it's a real pain in the bum for right, yeah. to talk about it. He did sound yeah, like... Okay, right. Okay, yeah. well, oh, I mean, it's raining. Okay. <laughs> he, he rang us. Like, he sent, he me, sent us pictures. I've got a dossier here. That's, That's not him. Look at this. Do you reckon the real Richard's been killed by Stanley a swan? Yep, yep, go on, see this. Maybe he's shy. <laughs> Maybe the real Richard's shy and this bloke, yeah. It's just his assistant. Plus, the 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 letters are so upbeat. Hey, Rustian team, just, <laughs> uh, just thought I'd update on the swan situation. Nothing's improved. Teenage swans, beak has dried out. Like, it's all nice. There's pictures, there's drawings, there's a graph. Uh, it's delineating the, it's the slow decline of the teenage swan. He's thought of nicknames for them, predictions of what might happen. Listen to all that information. Maybe he's failed his course because he's been looking out the window at swans. Yeah. And he hasn't been doing the math. I think Richard, uh, long ago, abandoned math in favour of having sex with adolescent swans and has realised that his career as a mathematician has gone out the window as a result. How does a beak look dried out anyway? It's made of dry material. That's true. Yeah, what does he want? A big lubricated beak pecking away at his calculator <laughs> <laughs> with his, uh, his Pythagoras theorem? No, no, no. Um, I think, uh, like, well, if he's out there dabbling, we'll soon find out if, you know... Perhaps, perhaps he's got some sort of dual personality. I think there's something going on. He's a I thought you were going to say, when we speak to you, you better be a bit more upbeat. Right. Uh, yeah, I was going to. Let's program him next time. Let's be a bit more upbeat. Well, let's pump him before he comes yeah. on air. If he get comes Mikey on air, to say, look, I'm Scottish as well. Come on, do this down. Let's cut Scottish blokes together. Let's just get Mikey on, because he's upbeat. Me yeah. coming back from Hawaii, he's t his place looks like one of them fun house where you take toddlers. It's all full of balls now, this studio. <laughs> Uh, it's a place for dementia. Right, there's some, yeah, let's listen to uh, it. Who are we listen to, Matthew? Uh, big Audio Dynamite E equals MC squared maths, see? Perfect. Almost. We'll get, well, we, why? Why almost? Because it's sort of physics. There's no reference to swans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Our food arrived during that and we're really hungry so we just ate the food. But I noticed the food got in untampered with. So Yeah, who's X-raying the food? No one's X-raying the food. You fools, we've played into their hands. That's another victory. Ah, I'm getting weaker. Mm, nice though. Um Right, sorry about that. It sounds awful, doesn't it, when you eat on the radio? I do apologise for my manners. And earlier, I was well. and blind and like a sailor, weren't I? Um, I think it's because I'm a bit delirious and a little bit tired and everything. Hey, please come and see me do my tour. I'm doing a tour, particularly if you're in Liverpool, because I'm doing this great big 5,000-seater place. 5,000-seater, 5, this place called The Pavilion. Come, if you're in Liverpool or near it, come there, because it's enormous. Right, Matthew, look at you, Matthew Morgan. I dropped a small piece of food on my T-shirt. Slobbering Do not it all pick day. holes in everything. Ghastly business. Um, give us a call on 0500 if you want to have a chat with us. Bit of an upbeat chat, though, because I'm worried about <laughs> Richard, the swan fella. But he's nice, eh? He's just living his life and everything like that. But it just seemed... I, I anticipated from the amount of bump yeah. that he sent. 
that he'd be like this, oh, hello, yes, oh, this one. That Loch Ness cartoon. Yeah, Professor I thought whistles. very much the, <laughs> the Loch Ness cartoon, Matthew. Super grand. See, these are not authentic depictions of life north of the border. Super grand and the Thistle Whistle sick, that um, Loch Ness programme with different family Loch Ness, Ness The family Ness, yeah. Yeah, well, they're all sporty Ness. Very much like a precursor to the Spice Girls in that they had their all, all had their own little identities and that. I don't think it was very authentic. Hey, um, so I've got my new house. I wanted to talk to you about I that. I want to bit. talk to you about Why? that. Why? Why do you want to talk to me about Why it? Why have you got a um, panic button in your house? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that it's called. I've got a panic button. I don't Did like you ask it's... for that to be put in? I just, well, do you remember, because well, I used to, like, when I was living in my old flat, it was right up against the road, and I used to get, admittedly, female fans, or females, I don't know if they're, coming up right up to the window, banging on the windows in the night and stuff like that. Often, to be honest, to I was... let out? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I was able to utilise that resource, but a lot of the time I was tired, or there was already women there. It became, frankly, a nuisance. So, like, yeah, I thought I goes, um, you know, and sometimes you have really loud banging on the windows. Oh, it's that trouble must be for terrible. You must have panicked. <laughs> I never panic. I don't like that it's called a panic button. I've got this thing, so it goes direct to the police station, this button. Although it's actually quite complicated to use it, and if you and it's called a panic button, so if you were genuinely in a panic, you've got, to, you've got to simultaneously press these two buttons. And if you're panicking, you might just go, oh, you know, it might become Jimmy, Jimmy Savile. <laughs> Who knows? I think you could manage, though. So what, do you, did you ask for that to be put in? I've mentioned it. I didn't say. I didn't oh ever say the phrase God. "panic button." I don't care where I live, as long as I've got a panic button. <laughs> what happens then? So a phone rings in a police station, and they go, "Oh, <laughs> something happened at the brand house." <laughs> so what happens? I assume so. Yeah. I mean, I don't I bet know. But they've just told you that. I've not pressed it yet. When the bloke was round fitting it, he goes, "Do you want it so that it makes a loud noise when you press it, <laughs> or, do you, want good. It, or do you want it? Or do you want it to silently just go through no, the old bill?" I goes, "No, loud." The old bill. Otherwise, push that get the old bill in. I'll tell he's broke. <laughs> All right, boys, I had a bit of trouble with my kettle. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I wonder what constitutes a panic button situation, really, you know, because I get uh, three or four times a day I have an anxiety attack about things, worry about the cat, worry about mortality. When would you, so if you had an intruder, well, if someone knocked on the window, you wouldn't press it, would you? Panic! Panic! There's <laughs> someone at the window! And where are they on every floor? There's one right by my bed, and I'm thinking if I'm like, you know, I don't want to... The, the, you might dream and then press it. I might lash out in a dream. I might be having a, a, an erotic dream, or just a dream where I'm, you know, vibrating or dancing and lash out. I don't like the idea, because I suppose having that panic button is an assumption that I'm going to have a life filled with panic, <laughs> so much so that there's a panic button on almost every wall in the house. That's so, weird. You should have a panic room. Like that film where you go and lock yourself in a room and no one can get at you. That's the last place you want to be if you're panicking, in a room called the panic room. That'll heighten the sense yeah. of panicking. You want to be in the relaxo suite. Why didn't you ask... So, hang on, who's called it a panic button? The bloke. Fitting oh, really? It. Yeah, That's quite me. emasculating. There's your uh, panic button there, mate. <laughs> There's the Nancy <laughs> boy setting. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's, it is unfortunate. What did you ask for? It. Well, you should put a big plaque on it. 
Russell's fight button. <laughs> I've, I've called it my war switch. <laughs> I only press the war switch when I'm proper wound up. Listen, don't have a go at me. You spend your old waking life in Krav Maga classes. That's good. That's a martial art. I'll be able to fight back. I won't press buttons. Just... Wait, wait. What do I do? Two at a time. Here we go. You'll be sorry soon. <laughs> I could perhaps just serenade them with a ballad, see how serious they are about this attack. <laughs> Once they hear my strangled Billy Holiday vocals, they might think twice. Listen, at least when I'm out on the street, I'm not panicking, like you, training yeah, On yourself. the street, the streets of Hampstead. <laughs> yeah, it can be Must pretty be rough out there. Up there. There's some people doing some tagging lately. <laughs> oh, those thugs. I wish they'd pack it in. Um... Sorry, Stop eating. Eating. I'm so hungry. I've paused. I've let it there. I tell you what it is, is I've just got home and like uh, I've not settled back into You've been being home in for England. ages. Since Monday, what's this? Saturday. Yeah. My life's all still upside down in Y.E. This would be in <laughs> This would be middle of the night. So I don't know which Do you way down. Anything about Hawaii? ocean? I miss the ocean. I miss the ocean of Hawaii. The beautiful ocean. The potency of it. The primal uh, identity. Do you really of it. miss anything? No. No, I'm right. It I is. Like, yeah. No, I do miss the ocean, that's why I think I bought Blue Planet, to settle myself ah. down and thinking about the ocean. I was watching it and that, and then I scared myself a bit. There's a lot of fierce things living in that ocean. Panic! <laughs> Look at that otter! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, come on, put Paranoid on back Sabbath, because that's what I clearly am. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I couldn't get to sleep! Panic! Sabbath, Paranoid, Russell Brand, Black Radio 2, I think he said. That was what I was saying. Um, Noel Gallagher's going to come on the line in a minute. I just rang him up. He went, um... It's a good time to call. I went, well, why? He just spilled cum cranberry juice all down my top. Like he's <laughs> a doddering poor old sod. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's 40 now, isn't he? Of course he is, yeah. Perhaps, um... Perhaps, if only someone could articulate beautifully and soulfully the... The decline into old age, <laughs> perhaps in some sort of ballad. Um, uh, Mr. Nibs is hovering there with what looks like a, a wedding cake for a, a marriage between two homeless people. <laughs> 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 what is that then? This little little pig thing. It's welcome a welcome home, home cake. With love on it. Oh, with love Hang on, they've put a post-it note on top of a cake. You just put a post-it note on the. <laughs> Why is there a post? It says, with love on your birthday, and then someone sellotaped a post-it note <laughs> to the top of the cake saying, welcome home, Russell. Welcome home, comma, Russell. Just as almost like, welcome home, anyone. <clears throat> yeah. Well, thank you very much. Who's it from? Everyone Everyone, in there? everyone in, on Radio the team. <clears throat> with love on your birthday. Is it that really, I've got a, someone got a birthday cake and then thought he's not in the country? My birthday was ages ago. Why does it say I'm grateful got... across the board Let's about the decorations? Well, thank you very much for this. <laughs> for this. Open it up. There's a bomb in there. <laughs> I'll tell you what. It would be a pleasant surprise at a time like this. It's well, no, it seems quite nice. It's cut quite Matthew Procure cakes. I've got to do this. <coughs> I've got to do this radio show. Okay. Um, I believe Noel Gallagher's <coughs> on the line. Hello, Noel. You're right, mate. Hi, Ross. Yeah, I'm good, thanks. What are you doing, spilling all cranberry juice down yourself? Uh, do you know those? You know those um, tarts of cranberry juice that they've, they've got some weird plastic contraption on, but you push in. Yeah. And yeah, I kind of misjudged. The, I was trying to drink it out of the carton, and I 
a bit dribbled down the top. Do you think you might be better off in a home? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it's time now? <laughs> uh, I think you probably... Well, I, no. Matt thinks it is. Have you, have you uh, been Matt, listening to the Matt radio? Matt was getting all ages with me last week via text. That his velvet jacket. Oh, yeah, yeah. I heard about uh, your... He got very upset that I'd... That I made, uh... I made, made like... About his, about his second-hand T-shirt. Yeah, well, you I, know... I sensed he was a bit upset about that. I sensed he was upset about that, Matt. He's a no. sensitive boy. Oh, OK, then. Because you put a little kiss at the end of the first text, and the other one, there was just a really aggressive full stop. He no. put a kiss at the end of the text? Yeah. Only because Noel does, which is surprising, really. I don't you think don't Noel put does, does that. I don't think. He, he does, put... I can prove it. Look at him groping around, all <laughs> blushing for his phone. You don't put kisses in your text to me, Matthew. Oh, no, not to you, but even Noel did it, and I thought, hello... So Sorry. why are you saying what, what because no, you're in a no, band? No, I'm embarrassing. But... No, my, no, mine wasn't a kiss, mine was an X. X. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right, so like what, like it's a sort of fundamentalist Islam. Are you keeping my texts? That's an outrage. <laughs> you're keeping them? He's got them all saved up, he's no, sending kisses. My phone's got massive memory. <laughs> well, it's going to need one <laughs> to remember all your gay love affairs that you're embarking on. You've had a, quite are a week. Are you saving all those texts, mate? You're, you're no, I'm not, I'm trying to, hang on, wait there. This is unhealthy. No, what have you been up to this week? Because like the two well, stories. Well, I seen you. Um, seen you at Abbey Road on Tuesday. That was lovely to see you and your brother there in your natural environment. You know what, every time I, I mean, because like, cool. every time I see you, I forget how tall you actually are. I'm a tall man. I'm a, huge. Who's that guy that was with you who looked exactly like you? That's Nick, my agent. Oh right. Yeah. Is really. That? Yeah. Well, agents forced to wear suits and smoke cigars and stuff. Not us, man. We're the new wave, yeah? We're pushing them squares aside, kicking them to the curb. We're moving <laughs> forward. So, did well, you... Well, Tuesday was at Abbey Road, obviously, because you were down there. Yeah, yeah. Groveling for a backing band. <laughs> I weren't groveling <laughs> I there. Backing. I was... But I politely... I was very worried about the Leslie Douglas, who put together that that project was said oh yeah talk to them not i was very i was terrified about the idea of st singing in front of you and your brother and them oodlums oh, you go about you with. You <laughs> yeah, have you heard it i haven't i haven't heard anything i mean by the time oh, I, by the time our team was finished we'd long been in the pub i've not even heard that yet oh really yeah, well, how was yours going to go all right you've got a right treat in store you have oh really yeah you have yeah what what, what in respect to yours or ours well, yours. not bleeding yours, you're just, you know, competent Oasis cover of a Beatles classic. What, right. you know, what and would you yours, expect? <laughs> just a stand-up comedian <laughs> singing a breathy, kind of sexy song, thankfully with a brilliant musician. No, I never had done Dot Cotton like you suggested. Nana Moon, I think. We <laughs> Nana Moon, it's been described as, so it is at least... It is at least an elderly member of the cast of EastEnders, so, you know, it's, it's in that kind of arena. Perhaps... Uh, so that was, and then I went to see the White Stripes the other night. Oh, yeah, did you enjoy that? I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, did yeah. anybody go? Did you go, Matt? No? Uh, no, I didn't go, actually, no. Oh, it's brilliant. Um, and uh, well, Sarah's just got a new car, so we've been, uh, we've been driving down the countryside this weekend. She's practising in a new car. Oh, right, she's passed her driving test now. She did pass the driving test with flying colours. That's good. Are you proud and pleased of her? Well, I'm not just proud of her because of, uh, because of passing a test, because now she becomes part of the problem in London. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm proud of her in other ways. Yeah, that's... that she's that she's baking a young Gallagher. I'm proud of her in that respect. Yeah, that's good. I mean, you know, she's, she's already got her work cut out, mopping up your spilled, drooled <laughs> beverages. Yeah. So it's gonna be. I, I was actually, I was actually like a seven-year-old. I was like, Sarah, 
Uh, what? I, said, I think I spoke cranberry juice down the top. I almost sounded like lofty from EastEnders when I was saying it. Yeah, really, like lofty. He was, yeah, he was quite dependent on Shell. Yeah. As I recall. I think, I think, I think she's, I think she's sorting it out for me right now. You should come down to the studio one day. Today you've missed out quite a party. There's streamers up on the wall. There's a right. there's a birthday cake here with a post-it note stuck on it saying, Welcome home, Russell. Yeah. Yeah, so, so, so how, long, how long are you back for? Hey, why, how, how can we not do any column in The Guardian? You got sacked from that. I never got sacked from you. I finished it. It's close season now, isn't it? I can't keep writing about football, just talking about endless transfers. You know, right. so I'm not doing it for a little... I'll so do are, it you doing, are you doing starts. it when the season starts, yeah. Yeah, I reckon I will. I will do that. I was, uh, I, do you read it then? I've, I sometimes thought that you... Oh, I, 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 the Guardian is, is purchased on a Saturday, absolutely. Mm. Mm. Not for me. Yeah, I mean, I don't... I, you know, far too, far too eyebrow for me. No, I know. Well, I mean, I've, I've sensed from a lot of your political rants on this show that it's, it's the male or nothing for you. Yeah. <laughs> no. Could, um... That's not true. Yeah, have a listen to, uh, have a listen to a bit of, don't start at the very beginning, start at, like, you know, a bit, I don't know, fast forward it or something, is that how radio works? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, listen to a bit of this then, we'll, we'll leave the microphones up. Yeah, this is, check this it is out. Russell. Now remember that uh, David Arnold's involved, he's right. a brilliant musical genius, so don't uh, condemn anything else about it. Just... I already ate it, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> There's barely been a word sung. I get older. Losing my hair, I'd just like you to imagine me. I'd like oh. you to imagine me singing that in your grounds. Oh, well, if you, the Dickensian nature of it suits you, I guess. If I was to play that to my seven-year-old, she'd absolutely. Well, I nearly swore then. She'd be pretty frightened. <laughs> I don't think so. I think she'd embrace it. Hey, look, I, so you've let that go out. <laughs> yeah. Other people have heard that. Yeah, we've played it. And it, let me tell you, a lot of people are saying it's the highlight of that did whole you sing that? Did you sing that in total darkness in the studio whilst, whilst on your tiptoes like Nosferatu? Because <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you did. Did you have a black top arm as well and a big false nose like Rigsby? <laughs> yeah. You did, didn't you? I, I was in a bit of a state, let me tell yeah. you. Well, let me, some of their lyrics are quite prophetic and difficult. Yeah, well, yeah, Sergeant Peppers is a kind of, it's kind of a very melancholy album, isn't it? There's a lot Anyway, of... let's not talk about that. What, what, who suggested you do it in that style, anyway? <laughs> <laughs> David Arnold did, and I think, you know... And is I've... he, is he, is he, is he wrong at all? What do you mean, is he wrong? Because well, very... well, you're, I mean, you're, you're kind of renowned filth anyway, aren't you? Well, right? I mean... Is he, is he filth at no, all? No, he's not, he's a family man, he's a, a lovely... Oh, and... He'll be filthy family man. <laughs> As you've oh, proven, <laughs> smothered in cranberry juice, your poor dear wife, six months pregnant, just got through a, a gory driving test, mopping you up. Yeah, I suppose. No, no, he's a like, no, he's a lovely human being. I don't think there's uh, any malevolent intent with the arrangement. No, I think right. I think probably what it is is just like you know the unspoken sexual attraction that you feel towards me to hear me 
you know, oh. I, 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 well, I imagine hearing me using that sexy voice. I, pretty, I reckon what, what I wasn't you, sexy. I reckon you got a bit turned on, felt guilty, and have tried to condemn me as a child catcher. You do look like the top bomb. My seven-year-old thinks a lot of the child catcher. Who's that mate of yours who looks like the child catcher? She said. Yeah, what? No, like Russell. Russell Brand. That's his name. Are you? Still, she should be in bed. How old is she? She's seven, isn't she? No, she's not said it just now. We mean in general. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> who are you talking to now? You know, then? I'm here smoking cigars with me while we're going to turn over and watch Parkinson. No, if you're top off, all soaked in cranberry juice. <laughs> Terrifying sight for a child. <laughs> Last thing she needs, like a D. H. Lawrence novel. You sat there listening. I, so I, anyway, are you. I don't, mm. I don't even know who D.H. Lawrence is. I don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what that means. He wrote Women in Love and no, Sons and Daughters. I'm not bothered about that. So, well, don't are you proud celebrate idiocy. Are you proud of that? No, <laughs> I, feel, I feel a bit, like, I feel like, vaguely embarrassed by the people, yeah. uh, because, of the, because of the singing, but, like, it's working with, like, David Arnold and that bloke, David, whose surname I don't know, pianist, does all, like, music, like, does, like, all plays, uh, piano, in all sorts of situations, does film you know, scores next, and whatnot. You know, whatnot. next time you bring one of those... Mm. Poor unsuspecting girls back to your flat or wherever he's they now in Amsterdam. Are not don't go, don't go getting cocky going, oh, yeah, did I ever tell you they're not covered in the Beatles? <laughs> don't, don't ever get cocky because you put that on, someone's getting a taxi immediately, they'll be like, I've got the panic button. Anyone, I feel anyone? A queasy all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> I think people feel very safe and aroused while in my company. Ian, no, have you got a panic button in your house? Have I got a panic button? Yeah, like say, say, Kevin. For all for all the amateur criminals listening, yes, I have. Ah, I've got a panic button. Might like, but I just don't like the idea of pressing it because it, you know. Cause I've never, I've never pressed one. Have you ever pressed one? Have you ever seen what happens when you? Press I might it? just press it. Yeah, when I, I might press it when I get in to tell you I the truth. I think I mean, I don't know. Like in a. I mean, I panic when there's no tea bags. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, there's no tea bags. <laughs> you know, if we kind of if you kind of get up in the morning, there's no tea. It's like, would you? That'd be great if you could just if you could just hit the button and some fella knocks on the door. <laughs> you rang. Yeah, and you should be sat on the front step <laughs> with, with a mug. Tea bags, mate. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I think that might go down as a. Have you got a panic button, Matt? Um, That's no. what he calls his genitals. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's sitting there reading your texts, thumbing his pa panic button. Well, I live behind gates, electronic gates. Really? So I feel quite safe, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the other, some of the other it? patients require it. Okay. <laughs> Wormwood Scrubs. That's it, yes. <laughs> now, where do you live that's behind gates? You can't just tell people his address on the radio. I told you, know. you once, anyway, when you sent me your invitation with a picture of you as a schoolboy. Oh, boy. yeah. Right, now come on, I think, well this is what happens if you two are going to have a conversation, that's why I don't let it happen. You're just jealous because we went out without you, aren't you? I'm not jealous, I'm you sure are. you've had a lovely time on your birthday, I'm you very are. happy. And, and there was more people there that knew you. Good, I'm glad you all enjoyed it, I'm happy for you that you've continued to live for yet another year. <laughs> now come on, tonight's not about that, tonight's about my musical debut. If we can't be happy after the... Rather drab work of those four lads from Merseyside has been <laughs> elevated <laughs> to this new and spectacular plane. You know, I don't know what this, what's left to celebrate. I really don't. So listen then, Noel. Perhaps you could come and visit me at my new house. I'm going to see you on Wednesday, anyway. Oh yeah, come and see me do some stand up. Oh yeah, come and see me do stand up on tour, people. People of Dublin, come and see me do stand up on tour. People of Liverpool, come and see me do stand up on tour, please. Uh, I will uh, hang round after the gigs. What I'll be doing is I'll be putting on my cover of uh, the Chuckle <laughs> Brothers theme tune, which I'll be singing as a haunting ballad, <laughs> and I'll just be singing it with my trousers and pants down, <laughs> smudging. That's what it sounds like. That's what it sounded like. You were singing it like. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's very hot in Abbey Road, Noel. Yeah, not so arty with a wig on. Oh, it's horrible. <laughs> the place is so steeped in history, I've got a bit turned on. Who <laughs> can condemn me? That, I like that piano being there that they've done Lady Madonna on and that yeah. um, bit at the end of Day in Their Life. Yeah, there's, there's still... Um, yeah, there's still... A, there's, there's still a, there's quite a bit of gear there that... Not actual gear, but there's microphones <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> they yeah. never left any gear lying around. No, no, they were no. careful in those days. It didn't pay. It's not so like now. done all the gear. And then um, there's microphones and stuff lying around that they use. So it's... it's I mean, I, I love going there. It's mega, mega, mega place. Do you don't ever nick things, do you, from there? Uh, no. Are you... Uh, oh, yeah. No, I, but friend, friends of mine have had bits of the floor up and stuff like that. Really? Yeah. Bits of the floor we know, up? You know, we know the floor is like <laughs> tiny uh, wooden... It's not a very man. tactful keepsake. A uh, bit of the floor. Well, hang on a minute. What won't they there? notice? That's a bit of Abbey Road. The floor. How brilliant is that? Yeah, I suppose so. No, it's nice, but, you yeah. know, for heaven's sake. Right, OK then, No. So, uh, yeah, I'll see you on Wednesday. I might ring you up, like, for, for a bit of a chat, perhaps. And <gasps> perhaps what I might do is ring you up about two or three in the morning and just... Sing you a little ballad. <laughs> Daniel, <laughs> perhaps you might like that. Keep your phone by the bed tonight. Right. You might get a little treat. I'd, I'd like to think that I could serenade you and uh, dear Sarah while you're in the act of lovemaking. <laughs> oh, dear. With one of me lovely... I'm, I'm doing a... I'm doing a... Um, I'm doing right said Fred, uh, <laughs> put the kettle on. I'm doing that, an acapella version of that later. Um, what? Well, you know, I'm thinking I'm going to go through the world of comedy songs. I'm going to do stutter rap <laughs> in a little bit, but just a much more turn-on version. There's people in here eating my bleeding cake. That's my celebratory cake. Mark is staggering around, scoffing. No, I've got to go I'm now. I'm going to go and check on me, on me top that's covered in crumbs. All right, then, you go and do that. I'll, I'll talk see you later, See you later, Mark. See you later. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. See you later, then. Right, right, now time to summarise this show in a matter of moments because news is coming up soon. Please welcome Poet Laureate of this programme. It's Mr G. Yeah, okay, this poem is called Back for the First Time. Trying to get back to where you once belong is a trek back with flashbacks that has you singing along and moving cameras in the background. But now you've touched back down, unpacked the backpack to pose bareback for Petter's chart countdown. A bachelor in the art of winning backstage hearts, sporting the party regalia of Bacchanalia and an insane backlog of gifts left to be opened by Mr. Nibs with a blast. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, a man watches swans for so long and backs away from his task. Still, you're back home to flex your backbone, clear your throat to back up the singing. Don't press the panic button, just lie back and think of England. He used the word back throughout that. He knows how, how many times? 20. 20 uses 20 of the times. word back in one poem there, and it just enhanced the rhythm of the piece. I might do a little version of that poem a little <laughs> later, because what that needed was a bit more sexing up, if you ask me. OK, well, thank you very much. We've gone over. It seems like we've got about a minute left of our lives. It's been quite a good radio show. I'm a little bit delirious still. And also, uh, you know, it takes a while to settle back into your life, but by Don't gum, I'm, I'm not offering excuses. I think it's been a lovely show. Mr. Mr. Nibs has like, saved us from almost certain death by unwrapping a, a gift of cat novelties. You've been lovely company, Matt. Mikey's even now eating the cake, carving <laughs> into that cake with the devotion of a serial killer. Never seen anything quite like it. Um, okay, well, um, thank you very much, all of you that have contributed. There's been too many good emails, really, to go through all of them. But uh, if you do send us like a dossier of something you've seen out your window, <laughs> and then we call you up, but like, please don't talk to us like it's a chore. Poor, perhaps we'll hear more from Richard. I like to think that Richard now is stood out on the grounds of that university. <laughs> 
with the with the carcass of a swan cradled in his arms. Thank you, Mr. G, for playing for your lovely poem <laughs> and for uh, that beautiful kazoo sound effect. Okay, so uh, yeah, I think we're going to be handing over now to a, a woman that has made Radio 2 the stalwart that it is. Uh, it's, tight, it's 88 to 91 FM. This is Radio 2 from the BBC. Here is the news. And at 11 o'clock now, this is Andrea Simmons. <laughs>